blood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. As today we'll continue on talking about the power of God's purpose. The power of God's purpose. In Romans the 8th chapter in verse 28. This is the Mount Kilimanjaro of scripture. Calvary is Mount Everest. This is the second best thing in here. It's the high watermark in Romans so the 8th chapter in the 28th verse, if you have it, say, I have it. I have it. Read. And we are guessing about trying to figure out. We, know. we what? We know. What do you know? How many things? Read it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for your being here. In him we live and move and have our being. Even if there are some bastards in the house, God allowed you to be born. So at the end of the day, it really does not matter who your mom and daddy may be. What matters is that you know God and that you're born again. God can use anyone that's yielded to him. Paul here writes to the church at Rome and to every generation following. He says, and we know. This is accurate knowledge. Accurate knowledge is epignosis. is having correct knowledge about the things that we face in this world and the things that we must endure. And we talk about purpose, we're talking about will. What is God's will for my life, you might ask? Purpose is will. Will is commitment. When when a pilot is going down the runway, There are different markers off to the side on that runway as that pilot begins to push that throttle forward or pull it back, whatever he's doing with it. And that plane is picking up speed and is going down 
the runway. At some point, at some point, because he can't keep that up all day. At some point, that pilot has to commit that plane to the air. So that throttle, when he's pulling back on it, and he's going down, and he's picking up speed, when he gets past that point, either he commits the plane to the air, or he crashes at the end of the runway. At some point, believers, God need a commitment. At some point. Coming to church twice a year and all that means then that there's something wrong with your life. Out of touch, non-committed. But to be here and to have that attitude and then to die, what a sorrowful state. I want to know why he saved me. I want to know. Why did he allow me to be born from my mother's womb? I refuse to be a Christian and don't know what's between the covers in this Bible. And I encourage you, you need to know. Now there are some things that we can know in this world. And there are some things we're just going to have to wait until we see the Lord and say amen. But what we're talking about today, we can know because Paul says, and we know the body of Christ. We know what, Paul, that all things work together in congruence. All things work together for good. So whatever you're going through today, don't burn a lot of energy trying to understand it. Because the Bible tells us in another place, through faith we understand. So faith comes through one avenue, and that's by hearing. And hearing comes through only one avenue, and that's by the word of God. So if things are going awry in my life or in your life, and it seems like you just can't seem to get a handle on it, and you're striving to understand it, I have a little thing on my desk, a little saying on my desk in the West location. I can explain it to you, is what it says, but I can't understand it for you. I can explain it to you, but I cannot understand it for you. And the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, so therefore get wisdom, but in all thy getting, get understanding. And understanding, when you flip the word, it means to stand under. Just like this Bible is on top of this podium right here, there is a footprint down here that's holding all this up. So when we talk about understanding, we're talking about what's standing under. What gives support to your life? What gives foundation to your thinking? Why do you do what you do? Why do you think the way you think? So when we talk about wisdom being the principal thing, so get wisdom. Wisdom is the Hebrew word Sophia. I ain't talking about the golden girls. Okay? Sophia is wisdom. So God says, get wisdom. And James said, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give it to you. 
Wisdom is knowing how to take knowledge and make proper application. We see people's lives going down the drain and we keep following right behind them. Have you ever been on the highway and traffic is backed all the way up and you just know something terrible has happened down there and 20 minutes later when you finally get down there, the accident is not even on the highway. It's off to the side. And people have slowed down and backed all that traffic up. They just wanted to see something. And so it is in life. When you see people not doing well, don't rejoice, but you ought to thank God it ain't you. I've done a lot of funerals in, 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 in my ministry, and I'm always apt to say, I thank God that I'm at this funeral and it's not mine. See, when you think about understanding and giving support to the way you think, the Bible tells us that the things that are good, the things that are honest, the things that are lovely, the things that are of good report, if there be any virtue, that's moral excellence. If there be any praise, think on these things. Now, you do know that those words describe Jesus. Moral excellence. Good. Of good report. Honest. In other words, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So we need to walk in this world with some knowledge in our understanding that what the devil's main thing is and the reason he keeps showing up in your life to turn everything upside down is to cause you to get depressed and disappointed to the point that you no longer wants to go on. And Paul writes into this vacuum and he says, this is what we know. We know that all things, all circumstances, all situations, people coming into your life, people going out of your life, people coming into your life to make a deposit, people coming in to make a withdrawal and haven't deposited anything. The house catches on fire. The car ends up being wrecked. You know, people lie on you. They dig a ditch for you. All these things comprise and make up what we call life. But God does not want us to faint over these things that would cause us to faint because if we faint, we're going to be all out of it. And on medicine for the rest of our lives, so which is worse, a headache or the side effects of medication? It does not matter how well you treat people, and we ought to treat people like we want to be treated. But what we need to understand is that people are not going to repay the favor. And if people don't repay the favor or be kind to us because we're kind to them, then what should our response be to them treating us that way? Don't key the car. Don't burn the house down. Don't speak evil of them. Paul says, listen, it's all good. Because God is able to take whatever has happened to you and to put a bitter taste in your mouth and to sweeten it. But you got to trust him. And you got to wait on him. And you got to pray. And you got to be steadfast. And you got to be unmovable. And you got to always abound in the work of the Lord. Keep coming to church. Keep singing in the choir. Keep ushering. 
keep doing what you're doing because God has already worked it out. Trying to get a witness in here. He, he's already worked the end out from the beginning. That's how they shoot movies. They shoot the last scene first. Then they back up and shoot the first scene. But the director already knows how the movie is going to end because he shot that scene first. We go and pay that money and we sitting up there crying and we know it ain't real. And we are so inquiring in our minds until if someone has seen the movie. And we have not seen the movie. Don't tell me, we say, nothing about the movie. Let me see it for myself. And that's the way our lives ought to be. Don't, don't tell me. Let me go through this by myself so I can learn something. What am I going to learn? That it's going to all work out for my good. And it's going to all work out for God's glory. Now, how it's going to work out ain't up to me. I just need to know that it is. Can you tell the Lord thank you? I just need to know that all things are going to work out for my good and for God's glory. That's what I need to know. And I need to know that I am not here by accident. Because I've shared with you all when my daddy got killed on the fourth day of May, 1954, I was eight years old. Now, what if my dad had gotten killed eight years earlier? I wouldn't be here. Come on now. Come, come on. This is designed for you to look back at your life and see when you got to a place, God always had somebody there for you. Can I get a witness at the house? He's always had somebody there for you. If you needed money, if you needed instruction, if you needed information, God always had somebody there for you. But you know what causes your heart to be heavy? When you want the people that you love to be there for you. Oh, don't worry. They won't. They won't. Because by the time you would have spent all your money and time and shared all these things with them, they're going to have new friends and they're going to walk away and leave you. That's a bitter thing in life. And see, when, we, when, when that happens to us, and sometimes our children can do that to us. But when it happens to us, you, you got you to gotta, you sell yourself down and remember, God ain't leaving you. He ain't going nowhere. So as long as he ain't going nowhere, you're going to be just fine. Because we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are the call according to his purpose. Now, what is his purpose? His purpose is... His will for my life. So I've got to go through in order to get to. I got to go through. And what is so important today as you find yourself going through a trial, attitude determines altitude. If your attitude is all down low, you're not going to be able to reach altitude. You see, when the plane is on the ground and you sitting in the seat, and it's on the tarmac, and it's waiting to line up to take off on the runway, while you sitting there on the tarmac, in the plane, in the seat, you can see everything because you're at ground level. But when you take off, and the pilot commits the plane to the air, 
That's the whole purpose of the thing, going down the runway to take off, isn't it? I, I ask you a question. Well, don't you know the higher you get, the smaller the houses look? You seated in Christ. Why is it that everything is so big? No, no. When you understand you seated in Christ for a reason, all that stuff is small. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen or perceived by the five senses. We don't look at what we see because what we see ain't what we're looking at. And because folks shake your hand and grin in your face don't mean they're your friends. And because people don't speak to you does not mean that they're your, your enemies. It ain't the way that it seems. So we alerted right here in Romans 8.28 to the fact that stuff going to happen. But it's going to work out for your good. And you notice the Holy Ghost put in here all things. That means a failed mortgage payment. That means a divorce. That means the death of somebody that you truly loved and all that. All that put it right over there with the all things. Because God is able to make all Don't grace abound toward you, you in that you have insufficiency in all things. From He's a job, a fire. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't get mad at so them don't people. get mad when people mess over you. Because there are two things that need to come in plain view. If the Lord allowed them to dig that ditch for you, it's for a reason. Don't ask me. Go to him. He'll tell you. But it's for a reason. The problem comes in with the one that dug the ditch. God will settle that score and you won't be nowhere around. Tell your neighbor it's all good. It's all good. I want to talk about suffering right quick. I want to touch on that a little bit. Because sometimes we suffer at the hands of those that we love. Sometimes we suffer at the hands of those that don't love us. Let me, let me show you something so we can understand God's purpose. God has a purpose for your life. But he never told you that the road would be easy. He said his yoke would be easy. Oh man, listen, y'all going to make me go ahead and preach. When you, when you understand that these people that are in your life right now, that the Lord allowed them to come in there? They're coming full-blown nature. What I'm saying, they're coming as themselves. If they're messy, they're coming. Huh? If they don't mean you no good, they're coming. If they love and appreciate you, they're coming. So whatever they're made up to be, they're coming. Because you cannot get promoted in God's kingdom until and unless you understand trials. And that's what Paul is trying to get us to see right now. Trials, thank you Peter, and then glory. But if you can't stand a little disappointment, sometimes. 
if you can't be lied on sometimes, you must remember no cross. You won't be able to get no crown. People want Paul's blessings, but they want to skip the problems. Jesus never would have been crucified without Judas. But yet we celebrate the resurrection. But look what the man went through to get to the resurrection. We've been called to suffer, everybody. And I'm not necessarily talking sickness. I'm talking persecution. We need these people in our lives to bring out the best in us. Oh, let me repeat that because I'm feeling a little resistance in the, in the environment. Huh? We got to have these people. We, can, we, we need to ditch diggers. And the backstab. Smile in your face. All the while trying to take your place. Backstab. You think you just going to walk through here and pick up a donut? Pick up a blessing? Man, when you bend over, somebody going to butt your head. It goes with the territory because God has something to prove. You say, what is that? What God has to prove is that he's greater in you than the trouble that's messing you. God wants to prove that he's able to make you stand. God has something to prove that when all these folk come against you, he's against all them folk. But they got to come for you to realize that you strapped, you dangerous. You got the whole arm on. You got the sword of the spirit. You got the word of God. You're prepared to do warfare. That's why we cannot allow depression to become a part of who we are. You got to get excited about the fight. Get excited about the fight. Now, what I'm saying is not the normal progression of a, of a, of a person with a sane mind. Because a person with a sane mind that treat people well, that help folk with their rent, that put a little, you know, a few dead presidents in somebody's pocket, you feel good about that. But what when they don't give you nothing? And what when they post your most intimate business on the internet. They doing what they supposed to. Now this, listen. This is a challenge to understand. But it's necessary. For your spiritual promotion. Huh? Because if you can't bear no cross. Ain't, ain't going to be no crown. Are you still with me? Now, I just got a few more minutes and I'll be through. We need these low-down people. (laughs) 
Huh? The more lower down her, then the better pick her up a blessing. Julius Caesar was hanging out. He thought he was pretty secure. Until Brutus showed up and stabbed the man. And this is what he said. You too, Brutus? (laughs) Yeah, me too. I plotted your demise. But God's purpose is to carry us through that. Basically having no side effects. Because we knew that he was going to bring us through. We didn't know when, but we knew that he was going to bring us through. Because he's the one that finished the end from the very beginning. Now all I've told you, I'm getting ready to show it to you. Acts chapter 9. The ninth chapter Of the actions of the Holy Spirit. Starting at verse 10. Through 16. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus. Named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake are you still here man listen quit belly aching over these things that's going wrong in your life. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> I ain't got no help. The deacons done, and the ministers done vacated the brother. This man was chosen, handpicked by God to go through hell while he had heaven in his view. This is a chosen vessel unto me. But he's going to bear my name before kings. But he's going to suffer for my name's sake. You ever been called Jim Jones? 
You ever been lied on you had to bring your W-2? Anybody ever told you had to pay for your parking space? Or did they tell you you had to be locked in church? Or did they tell you I was a false teacher? But I'm still here. Still here. And by God's grace, I'm, I'm going to be here. Because I understand that no cross, no crown. wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell. And this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>